Welcome back to Talk Green to Me, a podcast about materials and sustainability. I'm Nasreen. And I'm Manali. How's it going, Nasreen? Not bad. I'm visiting my family in New Jersey. That's nice. Are you going to eat some good food up there? Yeah, absolutely. I plan to head over to Philly to get some cheesesteaks. Awesome. You can get your daily phosphorus intake with all that beef. Wait, what? Phosphorus. It's in the meats. Oh, sweet. I knew cheesesteaks are good for you. Okay, that's probably not true. Let's not lead our listeners down a bad path. Fine. Let's talk more about phosphorus so they can decide for themselves. Okay, so this is episode 22A, Phosphorus. It makes our bodies prosperous. what exactly is phosphorus? Phosphorus is an element found in the earth. It is, in fact, the 11th most abundant element in the earth. Wow, not even top 10. It's probably not very important. No, it's super important. Phosphorus is essential for plant growth, and it's the second most abundant mineral in our bodies. It's in DNA and RNA and ATP, which is responsible for all our energy. Oh. Okay, well, you make it sound like we need phosphorus to live. Yeah, it's so important that inorganic phosphorus is added to many foods so we don't become deficient in it, like in deli meats, canned and bottled beverages, and many other processed foods. Okay, so is it only useful for people, or do we also need it for plants? It helps with the development of plant seeds, fruits, and even growth of the plant, Phosphorus helps with cell division in plants so that they can get bigger. So it's super important for plants, too. That does sound pretty important. What would happen if a plant didn't have enough phosphorus? The roots would become really sad and spindly, and the leaves would get dull and then eventually die. Oh, wow. That's super sad. Good thing we've got so much phosphorus around. Um, no, we don't. It's actually a limited resource. What do you mean? Phosphorus is a natural element that is found in the Earth's crust, and when we use it, the phosphorus goes away. Wait, where does it go? The way we currently use it, the phosphorus binds with other elements and becomes unusable for plants and humans. And at the rate we're going, we will run out of phosphorus in 80 years. So how are we currently using it? Actually, around over 80% of the currently used phosphorus goes into fertilizers. Oh, that makes sense, since plants like it so much. Actually, because we humans like it so much, the annual production of phosphate is well over 100 million metric tons. The U.S. alone is around 20 million metric tons, the third largest in the world. It really is a country that wins in consumption of everything. Yeah, and so around 80% of the phosphorus production is used as fertilizers. And I guess that is because we're trying to make food with all this fertilizer? Yeah, production and consumption of food is almost exclusively responsible for the phosphorus consumption problem. Another reason not to waste food. We talked about nutrition in episodes 9A and 9B, and we'll also talk about sustainable farming in a future episode. So most of the phosphorus we used is mined from rocks containing phosphate, 
And then this gets turned into fertilizers. I feel like you're skipping a few steps. Surprisingly, no, it is that easy. Rock phosphate can be added to soil and it acts as a fertilizer. Oh, wow. Yeah, and phosphate is actually already in soil, but due to erosion, a lot of it gets washed away. And that's why we have to add more? Yes, and also phosphorus reacts with other elements in the soil, such as iron or aluminum, and then it's not available for plants to take up. What do you mean by that? The phosphorus binds and becomes chemically unavailable for a plant root to get any nutrition from it. So how much of the phosphorus that's in soil do plants actually end up getting? Only about 5 to 20 percent, depending on the type of plant and the type of fertilizer added. Wow, that's very low. How do you fix that? You add phosphate fertilizers, but even then it might not be enough. And yet we have so many plants. How do they survive? Plants can use other elements such as nitrogen and potassium that they gain nutritional value from, so they aren't completely dependent on phosphorus. That's good. I told you before, Nisreen, plants are super cool and sturdy. Agreed. So like you said, as we mine phosphate rock, we are using up this phosphorus resource? Correct. There's a whole phosphorus cycle at play. That's right. And nearly all phosphorus in the environment resides in either a solid or liquid form. That means it's really important that we keep the cycle going and reuse phosphorus. So what happens in this cycle? We already said that plants are involved. Yes, phosphate is taken up by plants from soil. Okay, and then I'm assuming animals or people eat the plants, and this phosphorus gets incorporated into our organic molecules like DNA? Yep, and then sadly, the animals must die, and when they decay, the organic phosphate is returned to the soil. And the cycle starts over again, so there's more phosphate in the soil. That is one version. There's actually a couple of cycles of phosphorus. Oh, that's right. What I described is the land-based phosphorus cycle, which transfers it from soil to plants and then to animals and then back to the soil again. Yep, there's also a water-based organic cycle, which circulates it among the creatures living in in rivers, lakes, and seas. The land-based cycle takes about a year on average. The water-based organic phosphorus cycle only takes weeks. They can connect too, though. Some phosphate from the soil also ends up in water and, the, and runoffs and become sediments in the ocean. Microbes in the soil and in water sources are also contributing to storing and converting organic phosphorus. It sounds like we keep making phosphorus from decaying plants, animals, and microbes. So how is this a limited resource? Well, some of it gets used up. But also, like we said, the uptake in plants is so low that fertilizer is needed. And this is why phosphate rock is mined. Based on our previous conversation on mining in our aluminum episode, I take it this is not so good for the environment. Nope. Mining for phosphorus requires clearing out large areas of land in order to reach the phosphate ore below the earth. How far below? Around 60 to 80 feet below. That's a lot of digging. I've only ever dug like five feet down to plant a tree and maybe not even that. (laughs) Yeah, and then once the ore is out of the soil, it has to be transported to a processing plant where it gets separated from sand and clay and dirt. Where does all that clay and dirt go? It actually settles into an area near the plant, which further destroys habitat and landscape and vegetation. Ah, that's no good. But at least you have usable fertilizer now. 
Nope, not yet. This phosphate needs to be reacted with sulfuric acid to create phosphoric acid, which is what goes into fertilizer. Sulfuric acid sounds dangerous. It definitely is. And this process also produces a radioactive byproduct that needs to be dealt with. Wow, maybe we should just stop making so much fertilizers. Let the plants die out. Um, no. We definitely need fertilizer for growing plants so that we have food to eat. Right. But um, what about all the bad impacts on other parts of our lives from this process? It's not great. And we do need to find alternatives on other paths. But first, let's discuss the impact. A ton of water is used for phosphate mining and processing. And some water is also used to carry the phosphate ore making it poor quality water. And there's also air quality. That's right. Phosphate mining causes issues with fluoride and radon gas emissions into the atmosphere. And there's also general toxic elements that are released into the ground from this mining, which poses health risks to humans. Right. Improper mining around the world can be detrimental to local communities, which is why it's crucial to find alternative to phosphate rock mining. There are also many issues with where phosphorus goes from fertilizer and ends up in manure that is often not properly cycled back, requiring the use of even more purchased fertilizer. Okay, this all sounds kind of crappy for the phosphorus cycle and for the environment, but we do still need to eat. So almost four-fifths of the phosphorus mined for food production never actually reaches the food on our forks. It's lost along the way from the steps between mining to our plate. To safeguard our farmers, our agriculture, and food consumers, we need to invest in renewable phosphate fertilizers or innovations in on-farm efficiency. There have been several proposed ways to improve phosphorus recycling and to increase efficiency in agriculture and mining. Uh, We can even think about low or high-tech phosphorus recovery in sanitation and wastewater. Hey, that's related to wastewater treatment, which is what we talked about in our previous episode. Globally, the human population produces around 3 million tons of phosphorus in poop and pee alone, and approximately 10% of that is currently returned to agriculture as sludge or direct wastewater reuse. Only 10%? Lou made it sound like we use all the sludge. I mean, maybe they do, but only 10% of that has usable phosphorus? I don't I don't know. Okay, well, I guess there's not much we can do about that personally either, except for maybe produce less poop and pee. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm glad people are looking at ways to recover the phosphorus from our waste. Um, On a personal consumption level, instead of reducing our poop and pee, we can choose foods that are sustainably farmed when possible if that information is available. Yeah, and I guess we can also try to cut back on meat a little bit. The demand for meat and dairy is rapidly increasing around the world, which means more demand for fertilizer. Our bodies only need around like 0.4 kilograms of phosphorus each year, and right now we are mining at 20 three kilograms of phosphorus per person. That is way more than necessary. Some of that might be hard to reduce, but we can definitely demand more transparency from food suppliers on their practices and actions. 
Yeah, definitely. And there are a bunch of other sustainable goals that we could try to achieve in terms of the phosphorus cycle. Yeah, we could try to increase the number of people fed per ton of phosphorus input if we make our food more nutritious. We can ensure healthy soils and ensure farmers' needs are met so they have the right type of fertilizer for the produce they are harvesting. Yeah, and one of the main things would be to reduce losses and wastage where possible so that we keep more of the phosphorus in the cycle and not lose it in sludge or in manure and to erosion. Yeah, we don't want phosphorus from the food system getting into the waterways. We want to keep it cycling through as much as possible. Right. And to be clear, there are other ways than just fertilizer that phosphates or phosphorus-containing compounds are also used. Yeah, one really important use for phosphorus is actually fire extinguishers. Stick around next time for an interview with Halius Andreessen from FosCycle. They've figured out a way to recycle the phosphorus from fire extinguishers back into the fertilizer stream. What an awesome way to input phosphorus back into the cycle. See y'all next time. This episode was edited and produced by Manali Banerjee and Nasreen Khan. Music is by Shang Young. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TGTM Podcast, or you can email us at talkgreentomepodcast at gmail.com.